Hey, Suns fans, how you doing? Welcome to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast, coming to you live not after a Phoenix Suns game, but after a Phoenix Mercury playoff game. Yes, the Suns it was, and the Mercury did a great job today hosting a doubleheader at the Footprint Center, starting off by having the Suns host the Lakers, a game in which they won 117-105, to 105, but it really wasn't that close, and it really doesn't count. And then backing that up with a game against the uh, between the Mercury and the uh, Las Vegas Aces. So, Matthew, we're doing something a little different. We're going live after a Mercury game on our post game <laughs> yeah, pod. Yeah, and they did that to us, right? I mean, the first time I've watched the Mercury since I was a 16 year old woman, and they come in there and they stink it up. No, I'm just kidding. It was actually it's good to be back watching the Mercury because, yes. to be honest, right? Like I said last pod. I have not been watching them for the longest time. And it, you have to give a lot of props to the Suns of what they've done. And you just you hear a lot more of the WNBA. Yes, they lost tonight in a blowout, but it is good to be back. And it was entertaining. It was good basketball. You had the yes. boys there in the arena. So it seemed like something positive to move forward into next season. I mean, they still got one more game. And they can still move on. But... You're talking like it's like the series is over. Just like just like the Suns last year. <laughs> like like, yeah, let's, maybe this will work. This three point shooting, we can look into that next next year. year. The, I'm really looking forward to Cam Johnson's development. It's like, dude, we're in the Western yeah. Conference playoffs, like you know, or semifinals. Like, <laughs> I know. Come on, man. I'm, just, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was fun watching the Mercury game minus the 24-0 run that the Aces put on them. But again, I think that with Chris Paul, with the Phoenix Suns, with the culture that they've developed with this team, it permeates into the other sporting uh, programs around the the Valley. And, you know, Monty Williams is the one who likes to use that word program. He doesn't talk about the team. He doesn't talk about the franchise. He talks about the Phoenix Suns and their program. And you saw them sitting courtside, that camaraderie that they have, the support that they give to the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, you know, I just think it was a really classy way for both organizations to come together and say, hey, this is how we're going to handle this day. The Phoenix Suns uh, played at three in the afternoon instead of six, allowing for the game to occur tonight it is unfortunate that the mercury lost by 17 to the aces and it's going to go to a game five with an opportunity to play the chicago sky in the WNBA finals on the other side of that it would have been nice to clinch it tonight on the home uh court with the phoenix sun sitting front row it would have been a, a fantastic moment but unfortunately it just didn't uh work out that way but you know what? We still have plenty to talk about because there was a game that occurred earlier today, the Phoenix Suns. And this is our postgame pod, even though it's coming in, you know, about, you know, six hours, a little too, little past, you know, some some a little different here on the podcast. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we want to remind everybody who is joining us to please, if you're watching along live massage that thumbs up button. If you're listening, subscribe, rate and review. And Matthew, I see that you have new fan art up behind us. Can you move out of the way and tell us what, what are we looking at here? Look at this creation. Is that a big slice of pizza? Yeah, it's a piece of person or something. I don't know. So the story is my nephew's picture went up last postgame pod. And then my yes. niece saw that podcast yesterday or this morning. I'm sorry. She was watching it with my with my dad, her grandpa, and she was upset. She's like, How I want I don't know if she said it this way because she's only four years old. She's like, How come my picture's not up there? So she uh, she got my mom to send me a picture that she wants on the pod. So she's coming, and then Eric already went. So then now we can maybe move on to the Suns uh, fans art. But I got to get this out of the way. It's the cutest thing ever when they're fighting over their pictures. But yeah, it's just uh, it's a pizza guy. Oh, look at that! It's there a pizza go. guy. He's got some pepperoni yeah. on there. He's got arms. It freaked me out if I saw it. But you know what, Evie? That's some fantastic artwork <laughs> yeah. you got going there. So very you know, pretty. Again, to anybody who's interested in having any of their artwork displayed on Matthew's background on the podcast, simply <laughs> submit that to us via at Suns Jam on Twitter. You can DM us or you can just hit us up in the comments, what have you, and we'll get them on here. You know, I think that this is a fantastic way for you know the the jamsters to interact with the show. I once again have a background of a hotel room in Spokane, Washington. I was corrected because on the last pod I said Spokane, and I know that some people from the PNW. Do you know what the PNW is, Matthew? Oh yeah, I do. What's that? I have no idea. What is it? 
it's what they call it up here. It's the Pacific Northwest. It's like this whole thing they got going on up here. But some of our jamsters hit me up uh, on Twitter and, and they, they slid into the DMs. They're like, dude, it's Spokane, not Spokane. Get it right. You know, Spokane, cocaine, Spokane. No. <laughs> so, uh, but that's that's my background here. But, you know, without Beautiful. further ado, I think it's time that we snap into this podcast. So I am going to have a Spokane local brewery, the the Brick West Brewery, Brick by Brick IPA is what I'm going to be popping tonight. Matthew, you probably have some Sam Adams again. This Sam Adams. I, you know, I'm going to try to go. I'm going to try to go with the preseason games, the four included. I'm going to go 86 and 0 with a beer. All right. I know no last way. year I missed some but i can always just pop one up and sip on one right so i'm gonna do that tonight <laughs> okay well if you are watching long live jams just pop them if you got them come on baby come on oh, I got it. all right there we go and let's talk about this victory for the phoenix suns over the los angeles lakers in the post in the preseason cheers So it was a 117 to 105 victory for your Phoenix Suns in the preseason over the Los Angeles Lakers, although it really wasn't that close. I mean, you look at the fourth quarter when all the scrubs were essentially playing and the Lakers outscored the Phoenix Suns 31 to 15. So even though they beat them by 12 points, it was, you know, they were up pretty big and pretty handily this entire game, Matthew. Yeah, when you look at the box score, too, because that's what we have to do here, just rely on the replays, because we were at work today. Yes. We didn't have a chance to actually watch the game. It was televised, though, right? And yes. it kind of sucks. NBA TV. I, re- I really wanted it, but then I had meetings. I wasn't able to have it on my phone. So that was what I was planning to do. It did not happen. So when looking at the box score, you don't have LeBron James. You don't have Devin Booker. Of course, it's a preseason game, so it doesn't matter too much. But the other starters, the, the more vocal point of the offense, these players that – are the newer ones that are coming in, the ones that are trying to, you know, get their get their way into the system. I think that they got the minutes. They did what they had to do. The chemistry there is really, really great. And I was listening to the uh, KSLX pod, or the P- PHNX. PHNX, KSLX podcast. KSLX. Flex was on there, and he was so right. He was talking about how their chemistry is so good. It reminds them like of a Spurs team. Yeah, you can just you can have these players come in, and they fit perfectly. And that from what the box score shows, it just it looked like the, everyone was getting along just well. And that's something the Suns have. They are like the Spurs in that way, but they're a fun team. They're a fun team that a lot of players. It's a better city. A lot of players <laughs> yes. want to come here and play too. Yeah, Mega Giants eighty nine in our chat says the Phoenix Suns chemistry is great. And I think that, you know, Flex has mentioned that on the PHNX podcast. Shout out to them. Uh, In fact, they had uh, Brandon Zona Sports from the Solar Panel podcast on there last night doing the Sunnies. And, you know, I'm a little sad to say, Jamsters, that we did not (laughs) win best Phoenix Suns podcast. Uh, We tip our hat to the timeline. That is definitely the best Phoenix Suns podcast when it comes to just consistent content, quality content. I mean, they had Kevin O'Connor on. You know, we you, have a piece of hit, pizza yes. on behind yeah. you. Like, <laughs> we're not going to win. This is valuable, ever. man. <laughs> this never... might be something. Who knows? Someone might want to buy it. So you never know, man. <laughs> we, we, but you're never going to win it. If you have KOC, I mean, a step above that, it's like a Bill Simmons. So, yeah. of course, you're going to win that. But, uh, I mean, your reaction to it, was it upsetting or no? No, I'm just happy. I mean, we were in the nominees, which was fantastic. You yeah, know, that, so I was like, hey, good. at least at least people out there recognize that we are a podcast. We do that's exist. True. You know? And like we're we're still kind of new. We're we're fresh. I mean, we've we've kind of made a splash a little bit, but um it makes us like kind of not work harder, but it's just like you take it's a, a motivator. It is a motivator. I want to win the award now. Course, I want us to do a lot of fun stuff on the pod and then come out as a winner next year. But yeah. uh congrats to the timeline pod and uh and to everybody else who won, who won Sunnies. So if you get yeah. a chance, head over to PHNX, uh, their podcast, uh, whether you're watching the YouTube link or you're <laughs> listening to it, and take a look to it. You know, It's kind of an awards for Suns Twitter, and it recognizes a lot of different people around the organization who've done a great job this past year. Uh, Zona Sports, who's been on the show before, breaks. He, you know, he put a tweet out two years ago and just kind of jokingly did a Sunnies, which is his version of the Dundies, and it kind of grew and grew and grew. And this is not to be confused with the Jammies. 
Okay, that's something that we're going to be doing. Uh, we have our preseason jammies every year, and then you know we'll we do our end of year awards as well, which essentially is our jammies, but it's not nearly uh, as cool uh, as what they did with the Sunnies this year. But anyways, back to the game. Back mm-hmm. to the game. Yes, the the chemistry for this team, uh, everything that the Phoenix Suns are are trying to develop is is on display today against the Los Angeles Lakers, a team that you know we know is is older. Uh, I saw a report today that Trevor Ariza <laughs> is like out for eight weeks already. Um, you yeah, know, I, I, yeah. I put something out there on Twitter, you know, relative I to, to <laughs> I was getting trashed. Anytime I put anything on like a Sham Sharania uh, tweet and it's mildly controversial because essentially the tweet was, you know, Trevor Ariza is out six to eight weeks with like, I don't know, like whatever he got injured with. And I, you know, I just said, you know, let the wheelchair train begin for the 2021, 22 Lakers. And then, you know, you get the people who like it and the people who are just like, you know, like, you're wrong. That's mean. Like, then, then they start making fun of the fact that I have the little verification check mark. Like, Anybody can get verified on Twitter. Look at this guy. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> oh, always funny. Man. I said something so it's like, not fun it, to be on Twitter, huh? No, no, I know. Right. I, I never really <laughs> say anything. And that's probably why I don't win any of those sunny awards either. Because I'm like, I'm just not super into saying anything on Twitter because people are just so. Yeah, you got to battle. Yeah. And like, I just don't have the energy to battle. Like, so I just, I thought it was funny. I put it out there real quick. And yeah, it, I, the same thing happened to me. I was talking about Dame Lillard at the end of last season. There was something about Dame and I talked about his defense and man, I'm telling you those Portland trailblazer fans are just like brutal, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's just, they're, they're, they're unforgiving. So I just gotta, realized that it said uh, the up? Suns versus the layers. It didn't say the Lakers layers? on the bottom oh, of the screen. There you fine, go. <laughs> yeah. They, they're getting laid. Who cares? Oh, yeah, Bla- Bla- Blaze Megatron in the chat. Reese is out. Lakers is getting better and better. LOL. Yeah, that's <laughs> I know. Like, what is happening. he really going to do on the team? I mean, he did come in. Oh, whatever team he was on last year. Who the hell was he on last year? And he came in. He was actually pretty decent. Uh, what was God. he? Oh man, I feel like we Dude, played him in the playoffs. We did play him we? in the playoffs. Yeah, it wasn't was it Denver? Was he wasn't a Clipper? Oh, that's a terrible question to ask in the middle of a podcast. My and bad. we don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Someone throw it out. Hurry up, Jameis. Yeah. Well, I mean, he played with like he's played with everybody. He got traded, you know, whatever. But anyways, yeah. You know, looking at this game, mission accomplished. DeAndre Ayton ends with 22 minutes, but 14 points, 11 rebounds, so a double double on six of uh, 12 shooting. Hit some middies, had a jam. You know, just looking, looking like he's a lot more productive. Obviously, now again, you know, everything's kind of vanilla out there. Uh, you know, they're not going to be running these very high intense screen rolls and, and showcase any semblance of what this offense is going to be. But you, again, you'd rather see productivity than not productivity. You know, like for example, Jalen Smith, you know, sticks 21 minutes, only had four points, but he had nine rebounds. And when you look at something like that, again, it's like I noted in the last post game pod, you're starting to see his affinity for being a little bit more down on the block and, and trying to be somebody who's fitting more of that four slash five role instead of a, a three slash four role. Yeah. You don't want him to like be out on the three point line. And what you really expect like a second year player to do is kind of like work his way into what he's good at. But it seems like he's already figured out, you know, I am, he's a bigger dude than we really realize, like how yeah. tall he is, how long he is. I mean, he still needs to get a little bit bigger, more bulkier if he's going to play down low, but he has the length. He can be down there and he can, he can rebound. And the worst thing is he can shoot the three. It's below 40%. I learned that on some pod where I thought he shot poor, more than 40% when he was in college, but I guess it was less than 40%, which is like, it, it's pretty decent, right? So you don't want him out there just jacking those up. He can do more. And to get him in there right now in the preseason, just to work on that, just to be that guy that, you know, he if he knows what he's good at, and he's working on it consistently in preseason. That's good for Monty to look at. That's good for the rest of the team. Be like, this guy's actually going towards his strengths. And we talked a lot about DA and defense and how that was his strength last year. He he owned that. He has a lot more in his arsenal, but he owned that. So for him to focus on one thing and do it well, if it's rebounding, then do it. Because then if we need rebounding, you come Bingo. in and you can rebound. So that's something to look forward to, man. And it is preseason, but just like just like us, we we need the preseason pods. We need the pizzas behind us. Get the we stuff need to out get of the, the reps. We got to get the reps, and uh, they're doing the same exact thing. Yeah. And, you know, again, to your point, you know, Jalen Smith, if he's showing that he can be an elite rebounder, which he definitely did in the summer league, and he's starting to, you know, continue to show that in the preseason, you know, what do we always talk about with James Jones? He's a guy who likes to draft guys with, you know, not a certain set of skills, but one 
fantastic skill above all else. And maybe he saw rebounding and he knew that in time that would be something that if the Phoenix Suns could develop him a little bit more defensively, he would be uh, able to contribute in that manner moving forward for this team when the time is necessary. I mean, I think that everybody in, in Phoenix fandom, the whole fan base is waiting for those Aiton, Jalen uh, Smith minutes that are going to happen in like a second quarter and like the end of a third quarter. Like we can't wait for that to happen. And we'll know that the rebounding, rebounding will definitely be there. If Jalen Smith can somehow, some way improve on defense and not look lost, it'll really be a step up for the Phoenix Suns. And again, just another way that this team can beat you. And I think that Flex, as you mentioned on the PHNX podcast, makes such a fantastic point about the Suns being Spurs-esque. Those Spurs teams, just like the the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, a baseball team that's currently playing the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, in the wild card game. They're one of those organizations that you can just plug and play in because they have a very specified culture and it's organization-wide. And when those kind of things occur, then you can bring people in. They're going to buy into the culture. They're joining your team because of that culture. Therefore, they're humble enough to do it. You know, that's where like the Trevor Reese's of the world would never fit in a culture like this because he's too much about himself. And by the way, it was Miami that he played with last year. Yeah, yeah. Someone threw that out. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. And honestly, um, yeah, he's so right about the Spurs thing. And just think like Booker and uh Booker and Aiden and Mikhail, like just just think if that's the core, like what the Spurs did have with like the 20 years, yeah. just having those guys. I know it wasn't 20 years. I'm exaggerating, but it was a it long was 20 years time. of Duncan. It would. Oh, yeah. There you go. But then you have the other guys that stay there for so long. And what that what that helps with is helping the coach out, too. I mean, it's an exhausting job, right, to be a coach of the NBA team. And if you have guys that can be leaders on your team like Booker, who is developing that. And then he can stay in your team for as long as he can. And then maybe he can help DA become a leader. Then you have that to kind of get a lot off your shoulders and, you know, just take some of like, take some of the hard stuff and just put it on them to teach the other guys coming in to this organization. So it kind of, they all are helping each other. It seems like in a way to where this can be long lasting. I know we want to win now and all that, but if we were just to like have this team for eight years, maybe I'm just saying eight years, the core and I know Chris Paul will probably end up leaving. Maybe he'll be a coach for the Suns. Who knows? If we have that, and we like, even if we don't win a championship, this is like seriously going to be some of the best ball the Suns have ever played. And it's going to be enjoying. It's going to be an enjoyment for all of us, I think. Yeah, but I want a championship. I've, I know. I, I, I've I been through this that. before with the Suns. I know. We went through through the seven seconds or less Suns where we had a, a core guy of Nash, Amari, and Marion. And we never won anything and it was nice to have for all those times. And we look back on them fondly. And I think that we already have developed the foundation of that moving forward with Booker, uh, with bridges, with Cam Johnson and with Deandre Ayton. Now, obviously that brings us to probably, you know, the big, uh, question, if you will, is, is Deandre Ayton, you know, the, the news that's coming out, you know, uh, from Woj relative to he's not, you know, both him and uh, the Suns organization is at an impact. And I know it's it's not the regular season, but, you know, this is definitely one of those times in which this actually makes sense. Aiden Watch 2021. Yes, so Aiden dude. Watch has gone from <laughs> analyzing his performance in the regular season and the postseason to watching the situation with his contract. Yeah. And. You know, we talk about wanting to have a foundation that moving forward not only breeds success this year in a possible championship, but breeds success for years to come. And I think that the Phoenix Suns are at this moment that we've talked about a little bit on the podcast, and we haven't been talking too much about the extension. Everybody else kind of has. But, you know, now it's it's that time where you can really fortify that foundation moving forward. So I guess the first question I have for you, Matthew, is are you worried after hearing you know, the breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski talking about how DeAndre Ayton and his people are at an impasse with the Phoenix Suns and their people about that extension? I'm, I'm really not. And honestly, when this happens, it happens for a reason, just because they want to get some kind of news out there of why – this is not happening. And of course, it's always going to be negative, right? You never know. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's there with the team watching the Mercury game. He's involved with them. Yeah. He's going to be a son, right, for a long time. I'm really, really comfortable with that, whether or not, I don't know how much he's going to get paid, but he'll get paid eventually. And 
this team around him is really going to support him in whichever way it goes. If he does not get paid until maybe next offseason at the end of next year, then that's the way it's going to happen. But it's so weird to think about how last year we went from early in the season to wanting to trade DeAndre Ayton. Remember, a lot of us. Including that's you, me, they're not me. <laughs> no, I know. But a lot of us were like, we need someone else at the center position that is Carl Anthony Towns, right? Everyone yeah. wanted a cat. Yeah, I wanted DeAndre Drummond, but... Yeah, and Andre but, Drummond. Um, whatever. He's out of the league probably now. <laughs> I think he actually is. Uh, poor guy. But when that happens, and then you go straight to the go to the finals with DeAndre and the way he played, it just turned around so quickly. So I think maybe the organization, it's just me thinking, maybe the organization sees like of course they see him more than us. The behind the scenes stuff, there has to be maybe something there to where they may be holding back. But I don't even think it's that. I just think they just haven't came to an agreement yet. I think they know what's gonna get done. There's just no agreement. He's there. He's a son, but they just on both sides have to just figure out the structure. And as soon as that happens, he'll be signed. But I'm not worried about him leaving Phoenix at all. He's going to be here for a long time. Yeah, I I know he'll be here for a long time. And, you know, I think that, again, this situation that we're currently in with DeAndre Ayton, with, uh, with everything that's going on, is it's posturing. As, as divine intentions says in the chat that this is kind of, you know, th there, there's little kickers and there's things around um, the contract that are probably being discussed. And just because they haven't come to an agreement yet with 12 days to go, they have until Monday, October uh, 18th to get this deal done, essentially. That just because it's no news or not the right news, it's news. And we're at that point where, yeah, I mean, that's what kind of happens, uh, you know, in the NBA and when things aren't done in a timely fashion and when there's no news going on, you know, they're going to if there's it's the same thing, like the people who are worried about this. And I understand why some people are worried about this. It's very valid. You know, you have Robert Sarver, who although he's done a great job over about the past three years with this organization overall still carries with him a stigma as a, as, as an owner who either gets involved or isn't willing to open the checkbook or doesn't do the things that are necessary to keep his team in a position of winning. And, you know, obviously the narrative narrative on that has changed you, the renovation to the stadium, the, uh, performance center on 44th street and camelback, you know, bought it top of the line, uh, bringing in Chris Paul and spending money on that, you know, uh, years ago when he, ex he extended Devin Booker. And obviously now the next guy up is, um, Deandre Ayton. And here's one of the, here's one of the reasons that I'm truly not worried about this. Uh, this is Monty Williams talking about it to, uh, I think it was today or yesterday after, um, practice. As you guys have seen, like our stuff, rarely gets out and so when it does get out like that or somebody writes about like what's going on here probably not true when you didn't hear me James or Robert say anything about it so you can't control that stuff um, it's, it's pretty obvious that we value all of our guys and you know all these this is a new situation for me because I, I don't think I've been a head coach and like you know been a part of these young guys who blossomed into good players and now they're up for the uh, this is new for me and so I'm you know it's not my job to to pay guy if, I, if my job everybody would be rich I'd, I'd pay everybody but the, the cap isn't based on my heart you know what I'm saying but organization would be broke but everybody be happy <laughs> so when I hear about stuff like that I'm just like that's that, that's not how we do business you know we haven't operated that way um, since I've been here and so I just it's not disappointing but some, it's just a new world you know we just got to navigate that yeah so I mean again overall it's just it's posturing it's it's people making stories that aren't necessarily there. It's not coming from the organization. It's a very tight-lipped organization. James Jones is so tight-lipped that when draft day comes around, we don't know what the fuck this guy's going to do ever. <laughs> yeah. And so I highly yeah. doubt that contract negotiations are being leaked to Adrian Wojnarowski. It's, you know, again, divine intention says it 
in the chat. He says, the Woj bomb seller inventory's low down there. They're looking for something. So I'm not overly worried. We have time to get this done. And if we don't get it done right now, you know, you have to wait until next season. And I guess that's the only fear. That's the big fear that a lot of us have is what if they don't get a deal done? And then we have to kind of hear this narrative throughout the season. If DeAndre Ayton's playing well, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, pay this man his money. I hope he doesn't get upset because he's playing so well and he hasn't been paid. Maybe when he becomes a restricted free agent, you know, there's going to be something that occurs or the other side. If DeAndre Ayton has a rough start, if he's slow, if he's not playing well due to fatigue, a bunch of different things, if he gets injured, it's like, well, I'm glad we didn't pay him the money. You know, so like, I just want to get the deal done. I'm not overly worried that it will get done, but still, that's why this is a news, uh, something for us to talk about, essentially. Yeah, if there's anybody in the league, I mean, everyone loves money, right? But when it comes to nowadays, a lot of people kind of look the other way. They're not as too involved when it comes to like, oh, I got to make that money. You know, it's just it's a different kind of maybe it's not this. Maybe it's the same. But I'm just saying if there's anybody in the league that would probably just not worry too much about their money, you know, it doesn't seem like DeAndre. And I know everyone wants to make their money. But like I bet you he would just like sign the check. And say, All right, what's next? Like let's go do something. You know what I mean? Like he just seems like a guy that doesn't care as much. Of course he wants to support his family and stuff. But he just I think he just counts on this franchise to pay him. I think he knows it's gonna happen. And the thing is with uh, with like Jerry Jones and Robert Sarver, I feel like they've just the last few years they've kind of turned around their franchises. You know, they're trusting a lot more into the staff and all that. They must know. Like speaking of like the bomb sellers. I think there's like uh, the end of the world's coming or something. So they're trying to get these championships in because they know it's coming soon. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's something that's going on, right? Uh, you know what? I thought the world was going to end soon. But now that you've said it here on the Central Jam <laughs> Session podcast, it's been verified. So, you know, again, I think that it is fodder. You know, there's definitely behind the, the DA deal. You have the McHale deal. And, you know, eventually you're going to have the Cam Johnson deal. I mean, at some point, yeah. you know, you're not going to be able to give all these guys their money that's why the window for the youth movement in phoenix is right now with chris paul at the helm the old guy on the team who looked good today you know looking at some of the highlights uh hitting a corner three went to yeah 11 assists eight points two for four from deep you know he was just out there dishing setting up his fellow teammates doing what he can to kind of get back in the groove test that left wrist everything looked fine it's good to see cp3 playing like the point god once again right yeah, and like I didn't get to see it, but you know, I mean, 11 assists, it's pretty easy for him. But you know, preseason or not, this guy is making sure that he's writing everything down, saying everything that he sees to these players. I mean, just to be involved with him, even after the game, sitting next to Booker. Booker is stuck in the corner next to Chris Paul. I'm sure they're great friends, but I'm sure the whole time they're talking about basketball and how much they can improve on things that they're seeing in the WNBA game to kind of implement into their game. And you can see Book being like, yeah, I know. Like, I saw him do that once. Like, yeah, I know. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So they're, at probably, that, they're at that point now. Yeah. So, I mean, if anybody wants to take a preseason game serious, it's going to be uh, Chris Paul. So, <laughs> but, ain't that the truth dude, it's just it's glad to have i'm so glad they're back dude like when i was watching um they're they're being shown like on the big screen and they kept showing them on espn i'm like dude i was so pumped i was just watching them on the sideline the whole time i was like wait is da there yeah he's down on the other side i was yeah. about to write on my notes like how come da is not hanging out with the team what's going on with this but he's actually Uh-oh. down there <laughs> hanging out so i just i love to see it man this team is awesome yeah it's the most excited i've probably ever been entering a phoenix sun season and that includes the the seven seconds or less era and you know those 90 the 93 94 suns i mean both those teams i was pretty hyped uh the seven seconds or less era more than more than anything else because i think we came so close and we lost in such a gut-wrenching fashion against the spurs one year and you know the the jerry stackhouse on joe johnson and you know, I mean, there were the, every year I just was so excited. And by like year three of getting, you know, just the shit kicked out of you emotionally, I was less excited because I was like, oh shit, I have to go all the way through another regular season again. But with this team, again, organic chemistry is the two words that best describes it. We've said it before, we'll say it again. And you're seeing it in so many different ways. And as you mentioned, like Devin Booker, like, you know, last year he was a sponge around Chris Paul. And Chris Paul's sitting there and he's giving him the euphemisms and he's telling him kind of, you know, what he thinks and how to attack. And, you know, he was just sitting there just taking it in. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And now it's just like, yeah, I know, dude, like I got it. You know, like they're on the same page, you know, they're one of the the same and you're going to see 
such a different form of on-court chemistry because the entire yeah. team is coming back. Uh, and again, you have those nice little additions like Landry Shamit, like JaVale McGee, who both have looked great in the preseason thus far. Uh, Landry didn't have the greatest of games today, but I was a huge fan of what JaVale's doing. Uh, he just, again, he just brings that right, the right amount of energy coming off the bench. It's not, yes. it's not Lou Amundsen, uh, reckless energy. We're like Lou Amundsen was just fucking a crazy man out there. The gazelle. He's just out there. Just, you know, you love his hustle, you know, but at the same time, you're like, dude, like keep it under control, you know, but I feel like JaVale McGee brings the right amount of energy in. No, I think so too. And to go back to when the Dodgers actually moved on in the postseason, yep, that would just happen there, John. Chris, Chris Jones been watching the game the whole run podcast. shot. We're gonna play the Giants. Sweet, must be nice, man. All right. Well, I mean, sorry about you. Sorry about the Yankees, there, bud. <laughs> it's all right, dude. It's so funny because I I felt like I shouldn't even watch them because basically when I when I did watch them last night, I'm like, this is the same exact stuff a year and a half ago. I haven't watched them for a year and a half because I just I haven't been into it. And I go back to watch, and it's the same stuff. And I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, I'm sorry. It's a it's a, no, it's it's a okay. Suns podcast. I don't care. Uh, yeah, but uh, I was talking about okay. So Chris Paul, his whole thing. So with Devin Booker, I know you're talking about McGee, but just to go back to Devin Booker and Chris Paul, the way Chris Paul is a Booker and the rest of the team, and how annoying he can be. It's like either Booker has to be that person. Or not, but the more he is like Chris Paul, the more yeah. and more I feel like Chris Paul doesn't have to be that way around Booker anymore. And then McGee himself, I mean, I feel like we're gonna get an awesome play. He had the alley oops in the in the first game. This one he had, uh, I think it was between uh, someone's legs for a uh, for a layup and a nutmeg. Yeah, so it's like things like that you're gonna see a lot of and. You, you forget these guys when they come off the bench. Like, oh, yeah, even though you just watch them, you're like, oh, my God, yeah, I forgot we got this guy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot we got this. Because they are still newer, still the same team, but then there's a lot new there that's really exciting. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you combine the new and exciting parts. It's just enough new and exciting to keep this team engaged moving forward. And, you know, again, some of the old parts are, are playing hard because of that. And uh, I like what Suns and Four says in the chat. He goes, I don't like Nader. But I feel like he's trying. He says, I don't like Nader. I feel like he's trying too hard. I like mm -hmm. that he's trying too hard. That's what I like about Nader. You know, and Mega Giant says Nader's a good player. You know, he, you, you need those guys. You need those guys who are just, they, they want to play so bad and they want to, you know, I'd rather have that than somebody who's lackadaisical out there like a Trevor Ariza was. I mean, I, the Trevor Ariza days were just horrible because it was part of that culture of a team that was just like, okay, we suck. And I guess we're okay with it. Like I want a guy who's out there just like, I'm going to force the issue. And yeah, it's not pretty sometimes, but you know what? Name me one roster in the NBA that is as deep as the Phoenix suns consistently. And if Nader's our worst player, like we're, we're going to be okay. And that's, what's fantastic about this team. You look at, you know, the team that we played again today, the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. They started, you know, Carmelo, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Wayne Ellington, THT and Kendrick Nunn. And then you start to go down the list of players, you know, uh, you know, Kent Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, Rajon Rondo, uh, Ayayi, Malik Monk. Ayayi, that's a guy we liked actually in the draft. Uh, some guy named uh, Austin Reeves, you know, uh, Chandri Brown, Cameron Oliver. Okay. Now, maybe it's because we have a lot more exposure to our own roster, but every guy who come, came off the bench today, I don't care if it was Chandler Hutchinson and, and, uh, Chasing Randall, every guy's going to contribute. Every guy's going to play hard, and every guy isn't thirty-five years old. Yeah, and honestly, from Alfred Payton up, they're all good names. I mean, yeah. we had to put up with Frank Kaminsky a lot and Abdul Nader, even though he was hurt and came back right away, right after. But he's a guy. Yeah, he does try hard. But yeah, keep trying hard. I mean, that's the stuff that I love in Cameron Johnson because even if Nader's been in the league longer. Cameron, he's maybe not had this opportunity like the Suns are giving him. You know what I mean? So he's trying it on the court. I'm sure the coaches and I'm sure Paul, they're like, go out there and just just make it work. Make that move work to where you can be more comfortable with it later on in the season. We can actually count on it. And the thing is, like when you're talking about Chandler Hutchinson and Chasen Randall, yeah, we don't know who they are and they might not even get any minutes this year, but everyone else above them is someone that you can really count on for some good minutes now, especially when we're talking about Jalen Smith right now, how he was getting grabbing the boards and if he really focuses on that, that's going to be huge. And that's a lot that other teams just don't have that. They they really don't. You look at this Lakers team or even look at like the Mavericks and stuff like they're just the, the depth is not there for a lot of teams and injuries are going to happen. All right. It's going to be a real full season and 
these guys are going to be prepared and uh, just get it out of the way, hustle out there. And Cameron Johnson, the Abdul Nader thing I was talking about earlier, that's why we love him because of the stuff that he does try on the court. And Mikhail Bridges even shows that too. So even if it looks like it sucks and they kind of fail in a way to where they're not giving you the consistent points, the consistent assists, the rebounds, the playmaking, stuff like that. It's like, at least they're out there trying. And if he fouls out, then he fouls out. You know what I mean? We can deal with that later or they can deal with that later. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Talking about this preseason game. What's Cameron action. I mean, you have to be just tickled pink looking at that box score seeing uh you know cam johnson's coming off the bench he's scoring 13 points to lead all scores off the bench four for five from the field two for two from deep three from three from the free throw line three rebounds and one steal for your boy cameron yeah. johnson yeah i mean he's he's pretty amazing and it, it sucks last year too when he lost that stroke because of the injury and he got it back just in time though so that that actually didn't suck that was actually perfect because it proved that he still had the shot. He was just a little injured. Yep. So now it's like before we used to get kind of upset when he was missing, like get to the rim. But now he has a three-point shot going down. Now he's going to try to get to the rim. So it's going to be a fun season to watch that, dude. That's why we have the lights, camera, and action. Cause yeah, because every we're night. Gonna be, every night there's going to be something with this guy. And it's going to be fun to track because we always talk about the improvements, right? And I want to uh-huh. do something for Brightside where the, the improvements um, that we see like in a game, how much are these guys like DeAndre and uh, Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson going to continue to like implement that in their game going forward? Like if they show a burst of something, are we going to see that again? Are we going to see it later on in the year? Or else they're going to pull back, but I don't think they are. I think they're going to keep like kind of sneak it in there, like turtle headed in and that's not really gross, but <laughs> <laughs> turtle headed in just keep, you know, never mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. No, right but, the, but, but you know what? Again, confidence breeds so much in an NBA player. And you're seeing that with Cam Johnson even more and more is he has confidence in himself and he's willing to take a couple risks. Now, instead of being the guy who's like, I'm just going to hang out by the three point line. I'm here. If you need me, you know, now yeah. he's going to, he's going to try to get more involved in the offense. I think his teammates are challenging him to do so. I think, you know, Mikhail Bridges, his, his running mate is challenging him to do so. And he's challenging Mikhail Bridges. And again, that is uh, part of this team that is going to be hard to replicate in other markets. You know, the Los Angeles Lakers have a, a great list of names of guys that they can roll out there and throw at you. But developing chemistry happens naturally. It doesn't happen from LeBron telling you to do something or you acting out of fear with them. Because when you look at a team constructed like the Los Angeles Lakers have, that's what they've they've done is they've put together a team that will do as LeBron says. Because anytime you have a bunch of young guys who are afraid of LeBron, they don't do as he say, as he says. So therefore, he needs veteran presence around him and people who revere him and respect him as peers, not as an idol. You know, when you have Lonzo Ball and you have D'Angelo Russell on your team and uh, God, you, you're, uh, everybody, yeah, everybody else. Like, who's the guy I'm thinking of? In New Orleans. Oh, um, dude. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Brandon Ingram. When you yes. have like those guys as teammates and LeBron's out there, you know, like they idolized him and he he can't work with people who are just like, I don't want to mess up because of LeBron. He's like he needs soldiers. That's why he has Russell Westbrook. That's why he has Carmelo Anthony. It's why he has Anthony Davis and Kendrick Nunn and all these guys who are willing to do as he says. And again, on paper, it looks like it could work. I mean, you look up and down power rankings around the NBA, you look at DraftKings and FanDuel when it comes to their overall odds on who's going to win the West and who's going to win a championship. And they all are given mad props to the Lakers because of the LeBron James and Anthony Davis factor, which is an argument you've made numerous times. When you have you know two of the five players in the league, you should be favored, and I get that. But when you look at chemistry, it, it's unquantifiable, and I've seen it fail time and time again uh, not having chemistry. You know, you see it in baseball, you know, watching baseball games. That's why the San Francisco Giants won 107 games in the regular season. That's why the San Francisco Giants won three World Series of, over the past decades because they're a team that's always been built on chemistry. And chemistry typically will trump talent uh, when when the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, it's sad with those Lakers teams because it was all for a bubble championship, really, what LeBron did when he came to the Lakers. It was all for the bubble championship, failed last year. 
quit on his team in that playoff game. I'd never seen that anything like that. In and my we got to see it in person, dude. Like, yeah, never <laughs> seen. It. I support LeBron. I'm a big LeBron fan. But that's that where was I got just, this shirt. That was disgusting. I know. Hey, I remember I took a shirt. They yelled at me. They thought I was trying to steal it. Yeah. Like, is, here, here was my question. To... Total sidebar. But like, yeah. as the playoffs progressed, like the first round, like you got shirts, and as the playoffs progressed, they just started giving away towels. Like it should have got better as I, you I were like paying that. more money. Yeah, but I like I shirts fine, but I like how we the Suns fans can wear what they want to wear because there's so much good stuff out there right now that you can wear. True. And but if like you, if you're given a shirt, I feel like they're like, ah, oh, do I have to put it on? You put it over your jersey, you're a little bigger, it just looks yeah. stupid. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so. but then you can always wear this. And so it's like not like I'm walking yeah. around in public with like my rally the valley towel. You know, if somebody sneezes, I'm like handkerchief, you know, like yeah. But just, you know why they do that? Because they can sell more of the other shirts that say Western Conference champions. Of and all course, stuff, of course, you know? and it's cheaper to make the towels. But it sh- those things <laughs> should get better as it progresses. So by the time we're at the NBA Finals in Game Two, they're like everybody gets an orange Mazda RX Seven. Like here you go, uh, you know, because I mean you pay so much for those damn yeah. tickets. They sorry, should go from so, sorry. No, no, there. they should go. No, I like this. They should go from napkin to washcloth and then to yes. towel and yeah, then to like, bath towel and the yes. championship. Okay. Okay. And into curtain, and into curtain, and then into <laughs> rug. You know. So it's like if you make. So if you, if your team gets bounced in the first round, like yeah, you're like, damn, dude. All I got was like the napkin and the kerchief. But if you make it to the NBA Finals, like the Suns did, like you can walk into your room. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. the comforter was from uh, Game Five. Uh, the rug was yeah. from Game Three. Uh, you know, it's like the curtain, <laughs> the, the the bath shower thing. Like maybe you get a coffee mug or something. You know, if you make it to the to the second round, and by the time you hit the the western conference finals like they're giving away uh those hydro flasks you know it says champions on you know like yeah you get more more cool accessories i know he's just like i just want to give away those (laughs) those towels i want to give away those towels that fries made okay that's all i want to give away yeah sorry on the tangent but again lebron james telling his players what to do do as i say not as i do especially when it comes to hairlines right yep Mega Mega Giants in the chat. L.A. Lakers all talent, no chemistry, which is exactly it's the a point it's a I force to hang out with LeBron. When LeBron is with his guys, it's a force for them to be there. You know what I mean? And you always hear so much stuff, even from trainers, saying that he doesn't know who he is, which is a typical Capricorn stuff. You, Capricorns don't know who they are until they die, so that's the way they are. So this, deal with it. All right? You and your Capricorn stuff. That's you true, always man. you've always got. You know what, Matthew? Terrible. Take a lap. Take a lap on that one. Come on. The Capricorn. I don't know who they are until they die. Like, geez, man, that pizza behind you. I think it's going to eat you. I hope so. (laughs) All right. Next segment real quick. Jam star of the game. So this is a reminder to everybody who is watching along live with us on YouTube. Let us know who you think your jam star of the game was in this preseason game against the Los Angeles Lakers. And while you're here, hit the thumbs up button, the subscribe button, and the little bell button. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe wherever you're at. In, uh, I didn't check on Spotify to see if you can do reviews yet. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, please, five-star review. Please leave us a review. Leave five stars. Write a little review. We'll read it right here on the pod. Uh, it helps the algorithms. Lets everybody know where to get the a nominee for a sunny when it comes to the Phoenix Suns podcast. Not the best Phoenix Suns podcast. That's the timeline. We uh, we're happy to nominate <laughs> though. But uh, yeah. uh, Jam Star of the game. Who are you going to bestow this beautiful uh, award upon? Matthew. Well, there's one thing I was going into this award tonight, and that was how many points and who had the most points. Is that's that what you're basing off of? 18 shot attempts. Yeah, you and know plus, what? Plus, uh, Nephew Hayden Mikhail. said, go Mikhail. So I'm assuming he did pretty good tonight. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Mikhail. He did lead all scores for the Phoenix Suns and in the entire game. Oh, no, wait. Uh, Malik Monk had 18 off the bench. Uh, 15 for Mikhail Bridges on 18 shots. So, you know, again... We talk about development of Cam Johnson, how obviously uh, this podcast has aligned with Cam Johnson. This is the guy who I think we're both very, very excited to see the development of this year uh, in all aspects of his game. We already know he's a killer three-point shooter. We're excited to see him increase his defensive footprint. We're excited to see him develop his offensive game. But Mikhail Bridges is the guy who's A, up for an extension, and B, has the heart of so many Suns fans. You 
simply type in the words Mikhail Bridges on Twitter and it just starts trending because every Suns fan will respond with those two words, Mikhail Bridges. And part of you know his development and, and part of the expectations going into this year is that he is the guy who takes the next step in his career. Uh, Chris Paul, when he was first interviewed on Media Day, they asked who looks better this season. He instantly said Mikhail Bridges. I think even the, the Suns players and their organization is looking for him to really start to start on that path to becoming young Scotty Pippen. And when he has a plus 23 and has 15 points and 18 field goal attempts in a preseason game, it shows you that in games that don't count, they want him to get his shots up in game time in an effort to progress those expectations. And that's essentially what did happen today. So I think Mikhail Bridges is definitely a good call for jam star of the game. Uh, I am going to go with DeAndre Ayton just because 14 and an 11 in 22 minutes, uh, DA continues to just showcase that he is more focused on the offensive end. And again, we know it's preseason. He's not getting tough defenses. People aren't going to be playing him nearly as hard or as physical as they're going to once the regular season does begin. But I like seeing him take advantage of those situations. You can be passive in those situations or you can be aggressive. And what do we always want from DA? Aggressive DA. And we're seeing that so far in this preseason in the limited amount of minutes that he has played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted the aggressive. Now I think we're kind of used to the point where I mean, we're used to him just like not being that way. So he's going to not be as aggressive, of course, during the regular season. Is it going to is it going to annoy us? Maybe. But I think I think I'm over it kind of because I think the playoffs just showed yes. he doesn't need to be anymore. So I'm not even that's why we don't have eight and watch anymore. All right. He might be part of a new segment or something. But right now I'm just scoring, rebounding. And how many times I feel like last year we saw the 14 and 11 when 22 minutes. Like, can you imagine if he played a full game? And then when he yeah. did, like he just did put the same number. So I'm just, I'm not even going to start, but I'm just saying like, yeah, he, uh, he, he has a lot to prove too. And I know Mikhail's going to show up. I'm not even worried about that guy. And what, what might happen is Cameron Johnson might push him even more now. You know what I mean? I know they're, they're going to push each young. other. That's what's going to push each other. Yeah. And that is awesome. That's something like not to go to Cowboys talk again, but Tony Pollard comes in. He's an amazing running back. Then Zeke has to step it up. Now Zeke's back to the way he is. Cause it took Pollard to get there to be that other back that might take his spot. And then Zeke lines it up. He's, he's a good runner. Yeah, he, he didn't want, you know, fat Zeke wasn't doing it, but he's being challenged for his position. <laughs> feed me, feed me Zeke. Feed me Zeke, yeah. you know, it's like fat stomach. Now he's like, feed me no carbs. But uh, Kenneth Payne in the chat, who's watching along live on Facebook, says DA was great on defense, also on AD as well. And we shut AD yeah. down. Yeah. He looked old. And, you know, again, he's recovering from an injury. And he's, he's, you know, one of those premier talents and that's somebody who DA does play very well. So it's, it's exciting to see him again, continue to play well on the defensive end, but still have that aggressiveness on offense. So, uh, as we wrap this one up, I don't think we're going to go the full hour. This is a reminder to anybody who wants to join the jam session listener league to slide into our DMS or hit us up on Twitter. Let us know why you should be a member of this league. It's actually uh, official Monday, the 18th. We will be doing our draft. It'll be, I think, 9 p.m. Arizona time. That's when the draft's going to be. So the draft's going to happen one night. The NBA regular season starts on the 19th. And then the 20th is when the Phoenix Suns uh, begin their regular seasons. 14 days. We're two weeks away from tip-off of the regular season. We like, are. I know it's and been a shortened offseason, but I can't, like, I'm so damn excited. Because like, whenever a new season starts, you know, one, this one's starting back on schedule again, which is great. We're not in the middle of December. And two, mm-hmm. it's just it's that time of year. I love mid-October more than anything in the world. You're right before the excitement of the holidays, but you don't have to deal with any of the stress of it yet. The, it's starting to get cool outside. I mean, what is it? What was it in Phoenix today? Oh, it was like 80-something. I don't know. It was nice. It, it was kind of warm out today, but I don't care. Well, I mean, again, I'm it's, most it's, of the day. this is true. This is true. It's it's 44 degrees right now in Spokane, Washington. Is it? Okay. Yes. I was going to ask wa- you actually the weather. Yeah. I walked outside today. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast. Maybe I didn't, but did I mention the Nats? No. Like okay, real so, life Nats or like Yeah. So, oh, dude, this would drive you crazy. So I land in Spokane and sorry, I'm, I'm sorry for the tangent again, Jamsters, but I land in Spokane. Uh, I get off the plane and I go to the rental car and then I drive, you know, to Spokane Valley. That's actually where I'm staying. It's where I'm working this week. Did you get the minivan? No, I got like this Hyundai hybrid electric car and I've never driven a hydro electric car before. So it's just like, you don't know it's on all of a sudden like the gas goes and it kind of comes, it's just weird. I'm just not, I'm, I drive a truck, you know? Yeah. So one, it was an interesting flight because <laughs> I flew over the Grand Canyon on the way here and I've never been to the Grand Canyon. 
So I actually had to, I got to see the Grand Canyon for the first time in my life. I looked down and I go, well, it wasn't that impressive. It just looked like a big hole in the ground. I'm like, there it is. All right. You know, so I'm glad I've never wasted like eight hours on a Saturday to go look at that, that the hole in the ground. And I'm like, why did we name our state after that thing? There's so many, uh, but whatever. I digress. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. So I, I get out and I, I walk outside and there's gnats everywhere. I'm like, you know, it's like I, I work in a independent living community. And I wear a mask inside all day, which is great. And I walk outside and I have to keep the thing on because if I don't, I'm going to inhale all these gnats. How big are they? Are they like they're a just, couple they're, feet? They're, no, they're oh. just little fuckers, but they're everywhere. <laughs> right. And so I asked somebody, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, we just happen to have the our last aphid hatch of the season. You know, I'm oh, like, beautiful. I'm like, I'm like, what? Do this they record a it? Thing? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, but there's just a gazillion gnats in the air up in the PNW, yeah. the Pacific Northwest. And, the, you know, the guy I was asking about it, he was just like, you know what? The, the first freeze is right around the corner. So these things will be gone. And I was like, okay. I'm like, again, you know, yeah, it's just terminology, things that I'm not used to, to seeing or saying. Driving around, there's mountains with like trees on them everywhere. And I'm used to seeing like mountains where it's like you can see where the rock goes. It's like, no, there's all these little spiky trees on it. Uh, but then I go out this morning and it rained overnight. It was really cold. It was probably like 46 degrees when I left for work this morning and there was no gnats. And for that, I was happy. Uh, yeah. But again, that's, you know, it, it's, uh, I can't it, top that story, John that banner health, just... <laughs> banner health in the chest says, sorry, dude, the grand Canyon is amazing. I'm sure it is. I just, I saw it for the first time. And again, I'm a native. You were Arizona. Above. You were I was above, above it. Girl. Yeah. And it was we. It took. It was real. It quick looks fake over it. when you're there. It looks fake. It doesn't look real. And I, I think a lot of this is fake. You know, until you walk up to it and touch it, a lot of it is exactly. It, well, that's because you're a Capricorn. It's deep, and you right? just don't yeah. have. You don't have faith Nothing's in anything real. You know. <laughs> but again, fall is the best time of year, and that's why. You yeah, know, and your and your Dodgers are in the playoffs. Congratulations. Thank you. They made it. They made it. They they won 106 games and had to play a wild card game. Um, and we'll play the Giants. I'll never uh, fix that. <laughs> no, <they won't. laughs> uh, but again, a reminder: if you want to join the Jam Session Listener League, just hit us up. Uh, we will be coming to you live Sunday night, Matthew. Sunday night, the Suns play the Lakers at seven p.m. So we will be talking right after that game. Again, that one yep. will be in L.A. So uh, until then, you know, this is a reminder to everybody: make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you like us. Make sure you follow me at Darth Voida. Follow Matthew. I'm Matthew Lucy. And you can follow the show at Suns Jam. Uh, looking forward to being with you once again come Sunday. Go yes, Suns, baby. Go Me too. I'm so excited for this. I really am. And thank you, Jamsters. Everyone go home and love your family. And don't forget to submit your artwork to us at Suns Jam on Twitter. And you could be behind <laughs> Matthew. 